Welcome to the session. There was once an individual who said, there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority. Gee, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Where faith and life connect. I think I just heard a whole bunch of people yell amen. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. I hope so. A time to explore issues facing the family today. Marriage is about what can I look at inside of me and take care of in me to offer to my spouse a better me. And where it's okay to laugh a little. It is so good to hear you say that. To hear someone else preach that message. It is. Well, again, for years I've heard you preach it. (laughs) It's finally soaking in. (laughs) Yes, the celebration of success. Welcome to the session on Rise FM. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM. This is the session, and I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And uh, the golf game uh, getting all cranked up? It's getting better. Getting better? Asked on the right week. <laughs> <laughs> we played a course in Norwalk that we've never played before this week called Eagle Creek. And I had a 41 on the back. Hey. hey, that that was yeah. Don't ask me about the front. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, it would be double that number. You'd have the front. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk about something that never happens to Tom on the golf course. Never. And that is burnout. <laughs> it is a very common thing, and I, in today's world, I think I'm hearing about it more and more. So uh, we thought we would address it today on the session. And before we dive into burnout and if it may be impacting you and how to deal with it. I think that's right. the bigger key is some some solutions or some ideas to help you fight it. Let's jump into God's Word, Tom. Well, and Scott, let's do that. Out of Jeremiah 31, verse 25, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Mm. There's a very simple recipe. Let's take it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's start by defining what burnout is. Well, burnout is a psychological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to chronic interpersonal stressors on the job. If there's three important key symptoms, they would be overwhelming exhaustion, feelings of cynicism. Now, Scott, have we ever been cynical? On this show? Never. (laughs) Not unless we were alone or with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Not unless we were breathing. Yes, right. And then detachment from the job. It's also common to feel a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. So that differs, though, from personal burnout. So when we look at personal burnout, it's a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by an excessive prolonged stress. And it occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. It also occurs when an individual doesn't have enough time to be physically active or able to spend adequate time resting mentally. Not having time to respect and care for one's own emotional health will also lead to burnout. And so when we begin to look at that, when we look at the whole idea of the personal burnout, it's not having enough space to regenerate your battery. So if you're going, you're going, you're going, you're always going and going. We've talked about the emotional bank accounts before. It's like I'm always writing a check or a debit against my emotional bank account. And then how far into the red do you want to go? Well, that's kind of like the emotional burnout. If you don't have space to be a person, meaning, well, maybe you like to exercise, but you're not. I'm too busy. 
What if it's about, I really enjoy photography? That really lights me up. Well, some introverts might like that, don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as long as they're not doing big crowds. <laughs> That's right. As long as you're not shooting a graduation ceremony of 5,000. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not doing that, then you're draining your energy. So it's things like that. Spending time in God's Word. Well, if I'm too busy to do that, where am I being fed? So that leads to burnout over a long period of time where things that are really close to you and dear to you, you're like, I don't care if I do them or not. And so the burnout, as we talk about in the professional world, in your job, we're looking at chronic interpersonal stressors. It's like, I am going to feel really guilty if I don't work until this job is done for my boss. Well, that doesn't you know, matter if it's Friday at eight o'clock in the evening or, you know, Saturday at six in the evening and I'm still busting my fingers to the bone here getting this thing done. Well, yeah, but you're burning out at a rate that you're not going to be okay with. And eventually that does have a toll to be paid on your family. Absolutely. On you. Right. And probably on your job too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about burnout today on the session, and what we're going to go over here is information from the Harvard, did I say that right? Yeah. From the Harvard (laughs) Business Review. And we're going to go over, you know, certain types of burnout, signs to watch for it, and then how to address it. We're going to try and get through, it looks like three. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. You know us. (laughs) You know us. This is probably going to take a month and a half. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just before the 4th of July. That's uh, right. Or just after. Just enough to burn us out from doing it. (laughs) Okay. First of all, for years, it's been believed that everyone reacted to chronic workplace stress in the same way. Really? They thought that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's why we have ongoing research. Uh, yeah, that's why it's an on, yeah, ongoing. Research has revealed, though, that burnout manifests itself in different ways, depending on your work environment, your internal resources, your dedication to your job, and your coping mechanisms, which would make sense because if you're just doing a minimum wage job to do something, right. you're not going to have the commitment to it that somebody that's got a seven-figure job that's a CEO of a corporation. Oh, that's right. And you'll have yeah. different stressors and different points. Right. And ownership of what you're doing right. is huge. But when you own too much, that's a great recipe toward burnout. Burnout. And what we want to work you toward is a job where you're working and you can celebrate success. Yes. I just thought I'd get in early this week. Yes. All right. Way to go, Scott. (laughs) That's awesome. And when we do, then our emotional needs get met and it helps fight against burnout. Right. So good That's when all those little osins, osins, oxins get going in your brain and you feel good about yourself. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll... No, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we probably will. (laughs) All right. Let's start with overload burnout. The uh, business review here notes three types of burnout and how to overcome them. So let's start with overload burnout. Well, and Scott, so overload burnout occurs when you work harder and more frantically to achieve success often to the detriment of your health and personal life. So it's as if you, the person, doesn't matter. It's like there's no respect for you, the person. Well, then your body doesn't go along with that. It has a reaction to it. And that's when you begin to feel no energy. 
you, you, you think, oh, man, I got to go to work. I don't want to go to work. I used to like to go to work. Don't want to go to work now. So those kinds of things begin to happen. Okay. Yeah, there's a physical toll to be paid with this. It's usually called ulcers and heart attacks. Well, and that's true. So when we look at stress, we've had that definition in the past that the simple one I like so much is it's your body's reaction. To what your mind is thinking. Because of some of those oxy whatsoever's <laughs> Oxins, osins, and toxins, yeah. yes. Uh, neuropeptides are actually one of the ones that send oh, it. Oh, now from... i got to add tights to it? Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh-oh. I think he's burned out, folks. Oxins, oxins, and tights. Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> That's right. That's all good. Right. Yeah, so this type of burnout, Scott, that most people are familiar with, and it's also the most common, is that you don't pay attention to your own needs. I guess you could look at it as a comparison. We're on a trip, and we don't pay attention to the fact that the car is getting low on gas. It's going to let you know, and probably not going to be a good picture. Doesn't end well for you. That's right. Yeah. You're going to be doing some walking or something. some walking, and you have this thing called a thumb stuck out. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which happened, we were coming back from Nashville. And, you know, we had figured the computer, onboard computer told us we had enough mileage to get home. So I remember I never gave it another thought. I drove the last leg, the last three hours coming home from Nashville. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, I probably ought to look at the gas tank. It was on an eighth of a tank. And we had like 110 miles still of gas. And I'm thinking, that's still too uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> Praise the Lord, we made it in there one piece. Yeah. All right. So, some more about overload burnout here. It typically affects highly dedicated employees who feel obligated to work at an unsustainable pace. Welcome to radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, as a result, Scott, they drive themselves to the point of physical and mental exhaustion. So, what does that look like in your family at home then? What family at home? Right. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, and in your own personal life, how do you get regenerated if every moment is absorbed with either I'm working or thinking about what I'm going to be doing at work? See, that's, thank you for mentioning that. The idea of it's not just the work hours, it's what you're doing when you're away from work. Are you still right. just thinking about work? Right. You might as well still be there because you're not paying attention to anybody at home. Right. Yeah, and so for me at times... I may get a patient message at home. I might, you know, somebody might have a need. And so, you know, I try, I'm thankful that that isn't a constant absorber of my whole evening. I may have two folks or three, and that's okay, that do it. They have a need, and and I meet it. But it can be draining, too. Thankfully, oftentimes, we've been sitting watching The Guardians (laughs) when I've had it. And actually, it's some relief. Actually, it sounds like it could be a little helpful to get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly my point. <laughs> yeah, talk about burnout. Yeah, not not exactly dominating the uh, AL Central, are they? Not for sure. No. Yeah, no. no anyway. All right. So professionals with overload burnout tend to cope by venting their emotions to others. Okay, what kind of form does this take? What that basically is is all that stuff that they want to say at work in the office to the people who are driving them nuts, they can't. They keep it, and then somebody they trust, they let it out there. If it's a close relationship where you feel trust, and even a good example would be in marriage. 
venting in marriage, I don't think is a bad thing if before we vent, we say to our spouse, I just got to get this off my chest. You don't have to fix it, dear. That would be to the husband. Yes, because we instantly want to fix it. That's right. Just hear it and care about it. Boy, the stock goes up for the husbands if they can handle that much. We might actually get some emails saying, hey, thanks, man. My life has changed right then and there. But the idea then, too, is just to get it off your chest. When you do all of those, here's our vocabulary word of the day, Scott. Oh, boy. <laughs> those neuropeptides reverse, and that stress that you're feeling in your body is going to be less. Okay. So off we go as we're talking through overload burnout, one of three types. What are some of the signs we need to watch for, Tom? So let's take a look at some of those signs. When you overlook your own needs of personal life to fulfill work demands, you invest more than is healthy in your commitment to your career or your ambitions. You endanger your well-being to achieve your goals. And so when we begin to look at some of those health reasons, how about the lack of motivation? I know I begin to push the max when I know I've got to read something. And if I'm feeling somewhat burned out, that's the last thing I want to do. My brain is just tired. Yeah. You know, I've made my career using my mind. Now that could be a scary thought. <laughs> Not going near it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, more emails are going to come with. Nope, 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 nope. I'm behaving. I will behave. So when we look at this, Tom, the Harvard Business Review notes for us <laughs> that researchers note that the way out of overload burnout has two components to it. Let's break down those two components. Well, first of all, it's important to develop stronger emotional regulation skills. Which means what? I thought you'd never ask. Thank you. <laughs> it's about taking care of ourselves. How about, this might sound novel and uh, unique, about liking ourselves. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Now you're meddling. <laughs> <laughs> we recently were listening to something, and, and the individual was saying, well, yeah, now you're meddling. And Kathy looked at me, and she said, that's Scott's favorite phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, is it really? Huh, okay. But it's great, though. I'll, I'll embrace that, Kathy. All yeah, right. Yeah, and, and so first off, if we begin to like ourselves, then maybe we might start meeting the needs that we have. I can give you a number of word pictures about that, but let's say that you had a child that wasn't, pardon me, your favorite child. What? So, yeah. They're all your favorite, Tom. That's, That's what right. you told them. That's right. Okay. At least whoever, whoever we're with is our favorite. <laughs> But just in this word picture, let's say that they're hungry, and you go, oh, oh, whatever. I don't care. You're hungry, you'll get over it. (laughs) Don't bug me. You said that yesterday about being hungry. Stop it. So you can see where you're not paying attention to that child. And equally important is that child or that person on the inside of us and about meeting those emotional needs. I honestly believe all were created with a need to be accepted, a need to be approved of, because our God created us that way. So we would want to be accepted by him, approved of by him. So we want to be affirmed. You know, if these things aren't met, they leave a deficit. 
You're talking about the emotional bank account. Now you're headed into work with a very low balance. You know, the first time the creek rises at work, you're spent. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's take this into the church world. Okay. So I'm thinking about the pastor that is maybe even a bivocational pastor. Uh huh. Full time job with the family at home, and they've got a church they've got to ma- they've got to take care of as well. Right. How does this pastor? Because I could see a lot of pastors falling into this overload burnout mm-hmm. because you've got people calling you like, well, I don't like that they used pink daisies out front instead of green <laughs> yellow ones. <laughs> what do you mean the carpet's going to be blue? It should be red. Right. What can we say to the pastors to kind of help them today? Well, we've got to come alongside them and validate the fact that they are are right in their thinking that is just over the top and it, not a value to spend a lot of time on. But when we talk about the pastor, and that's unfortunate, Scott, that the percentage of pastors who make it from the beginning of their career, graduate seminary and to retirement as a pastor, I think that statistic would be very scary and discouraging to suggest it's less than 30% is probably accurate. Probably. And yeah. So anyway. Okay. We got to bless our pastor and give him time and space and respect that he, if you checked, now this is amazing, he's breathing too, which means he's human. Oh, no. Yes. You mean they're not wearing a red cape with a big (laughs) G on the front of them? (laughs) Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's another thought that the review makes here that I think is critical, whether you're in a in a business of faith or just in business in general. Separate your self-worth from your work. Right. Now, you and I have had conversations off mic over the years. We've had plenty of them <laughs> about Scott's self-worth. Yeah. And for Scott, a lot of times it is tied to his work. Right. And so also, believe it or not, Another key component of burnout and the the symptom where it shows up is, this is going to sound like a counselor. I'm just warning everybody. Putting the hat on. Yeah, that we all have a relationship with ourselves. Now, Scott, in some cases, it's not very healthy. It's not a healthy one at times. You are correct. (laughs) That's right. But we all have that, that relationship. So if that's the case, what is connected with that is a high degree of negative self-talk. So one of the key components there to beginning to feel healthier is that we begin to reframe the negative. We begin to uh, say it differently. And in his book, Victory Over Darkness, Neil Anderson wrote, he had a list called the Who Am I's. Well, there might be 40 different scriptures like our one-liners of who we are to Christ, in Christ. So what would happen if you spent the day focused on one of those and that you don't allow the enemy to have any impact on that thought? That I am a child of the king. Well, is that just a Bible verse that we say in the right timing at church or maybe it's in vacation Bible school and we're teaching this children that verse? Or do we really embrace what that means? Well, we stop and think about that because we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. What we're talking about is how our God sees us as one of his own. 
if we're joint heirs with Jesus, as Paul said, is that just a comment? Is that just, oh, that sounds good. Really, what is that? But if we're joint heirs, that means we're going to receive what he's received. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now. So having said that, we have the opportunity, if we seriously embrace, I am a child of the King. I am joint heirs with Jesus. And I know that he truly loves me and, believe it or not, has high esteem for me because I've accepted Jesus. Whoa. Now, how do you feel when you begin to ingest those things? Right. It, it changes your outlook. Yeah. And what we have to be aware of in Christian psychology, I've said this before, the definition of spiritual warfare is that every moment in time is claimed by God and counterclaimed by the enemy on the battlefield of the mind. So we can have a great feeling about, I am joined heirs with Jesus. And immediately the enemy goes, really? Oh, yeah, if you were, how, why did this happen? Yeah, or what, but what's uh, up with that? Yeah, and that's where we have to be aware of it. You know, I was reading something on um, Bible app this morning. They said one of the first steps of spiritual warfare to have victory in it is becoming aware of when the enemy attacks. We have to be aware of that. And how do we become aware of it? Well, for one, this goes clear back to when I first met the Lord as an early teenager, maybe maybe preteen. My pastor that led me to the Lord, he says, Tom, it's really simple. There's only two camps. It's either from God or it's not, and it's the enemy. Now, there may be a few people out there that might disagree with that. They want to say, well, yeah, your flesh gets involved. Well, who's impacting our flesh? So if we lump it into two categories, if it's not from our God, then it's from the enemy. And we stand against it because, remember, every moment in time is claimed by God. That's why it's a constant battle But we can have victory. We can move the battle lines in our own life, which means we can have victory in areas where we haven't had it before. So this is good stuff. This is the stuff that life is made of. Yeah. And I now want to bring it up again. Okay. Is the idea of celebrating the success that you have. Right. You know, don't just dwell on, and this is where I get in trouble. I dwell on the negative. That's right. I am a glass half empty. Always have been. If I stop and focus on the on the other half that's full, right, that's a different perspective. Well, when we go from Eeyore to celebrating success, think about how you feel. Eeyore doesn't celebrate success. That's right. And that's why maybe Eeyore is a mantra that, that you may not necessarily want. True. I'm not getting any younger. Neither one of us are. <laughs> there are rumors. Yeah, I, maybe I'm aging at a rate faster than you are. I'm not sure, Scott. But you know, looking back at what are our children going to say about their mom and dad? What defines in their mind what kind of people their mom and dad were? When they're talking to their children, which would be our grandchildren, what do you want them telling them about it? My mom's dad, as an example, he was an incredible individual to me, but he died when I was in junior high, and he lived in Florida, so I didn't get to really know him. Yeah. But what I did get to know 
was pretty incredible. And so my memories, all these hundreds of years later, <laughs> is really good. And what do we want our children, and in this case, I think we could say our listeners, to think about who and what we are in Christ. It's, it's just so critically important. We have a saying, the most powerful part of that is, at the end of life, we can't go back and rewrite history. But what's really powerful is, and the listeners can wrap their minds around this, you can begin to write the history today that you're going to be thinking about decades down the road. Right. Absolutely. So we've just touched on one of three today, Tom. Yes. Tom put his preacher hat on. <laughs> that is okay. That's why you know, that's why I love this time, is because we can just go with it as it comes, as, yeah. as the God leads us here. Hallelujah. And uh, so as we wrap up today, Tom, now what you've also described really is at the core of heritage. Yes. You know, what is the next generation? What are we leaving for them and what are they saying about us? What legacy are we leaving for them in faith? Right, yeah. So if someone needs to have a conversation about dealing with burnout, and if you are, you know, this is something, too, I just I see this so often in pastors. Mm-hmm. They're just worn out. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. They've neglected themselves. They've neglected their family. Right. And I'll joke about it being in radio, but I'm, I am convinced that radio may be one of the highest divorce rates of any career. Wow, and because there's just so... because of the time required, the moving required, right? And it's just I don't see a lot of happily married people in this business. Mm-hmm. Christian radio, it's better, right? Fortunately, but in the secular world, ew, it's yeah. it's a nightmare. But anyway, if so, if there's someone dealing with maybe pastors dealing with, and we've described this burnout, and they went, "Oh yeah, that's me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, setting up a conversation with a Christian counselor could be beneficial. How can I get a hold of Tom to chat? I can be reached at com. And do remember, if you have a topic you would like us to cover on the session, we would love to take a peek at it. So just send me an email, scott at risefmohio.com, and say, hey, heard the session. Would you please talk about yeah. whatever? I Put can't your- putt right now. So no. <laughs> Well, we can't deal with that on the show, but I'm sure Tom would go out on the green with you and work on that. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining yeah. us today on the session. Thank you for joining us for this session. You can listen to previous episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Tom Russell at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.